Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Flying Green Sports Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Neville, along with, of course, Michael Mania. And boy, Michael, this is this is an interesting episode today. We are just merely two days away from the biggest game of the year uh, for football fans and for Eagles fans like myself. Uh, maybe not for Jets fans, but they had a good day last night, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone in the NFL world really cares about the Super Bowl. Most people were focused <laughs> on this past Thursday night and whether the Jets would clean house, go four for four with their uh, awards that they were involved in. And they were able to do it. So I think all the intrigue is is gone. There will be a game on Sunday. Some people will watch it, but most of the interest was already capped out yesterday. I mean, <laughs> sweeping the rookies of the year. Um, Revis is going into the Hall of Fame. Joe Klecko, a legendary Jet, he's going into the Hall of Fame as well. Um, even Quinn Williams got a defensive player of the year vote. So that was another interesting part of it. So um, Jets were very yeah, well represented that. at the awards. He was, uh, he got a vote. He got more first place than Micah Parsons. <laughs> Quinn Williams wasn't even like one of the finalists for it. That's funny. I, yeah, saw, I, th- I think that was the only vote Nick he Bosa got. had like was a, almost was all the first votes. place vote. So. It was, it was kind of weird to see that, but yeah, it's definitely good to see. Yeah, Nick Bosa had almost all the votes. Hassan Reddick had two, and I think what Quinn Williams had one. I don't even think uh, Micah Parsons had first place vote, which is, I think, who I said should win it. Um, gave it to Nick Nick Bosa, who uh, in the NFC Championship game against the Eagles. Put up a big fat zero going up against Lane Johnson, the occasional Jordan Mailata. Uh, but he got shut down as the Eagles dominated once again. Uh, another team coming into the link. Uh, teams apparently, when they play the Eagles in the playoffs, they only put up seven points when they go on the road. It's just uh, reoccurring themes. So if the Eagles are ever in the Super Bowl and it's in Philly, uh, seven points for the other team. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, we kind of covered, or didn't really cover, but look, Jets had their awards. That was cool. But this is all about the biggest game of the year, which, you know, since we started the podcast, we had our eyes on it. Would the Eagles get there? And here they are going into the Super Bowl, oh, yeah. looking looking for their second championship in a five-season span, or six seasons? <sighs> Just five seasons ago. Two seasons. It would be two Super Bowls in six uh-huh. years, I guess. So, uh, so yeah, that's what we should focus on here today, I think. But um, I guess I guess we'll start with this. I think a lot of people have looked at the Eagles and their road to this game, and kind of you know, there's some people who are down on their run so far, kind of saying you know they didn't have the toughest road there. Uh-huh. They beat the Giants in the divisional round, who are probably the weakest of the eight teams to get to that round of the playoffs, and then obviously in the championship amazing 49ers team but they basically didn't have a quarterback for most of the game so what do you think about some of those criticisms <laughs> and does it concern you going into the Super Bowl against the strongest team that the, they've faced so far listen if you told me before the game that Brock Purdy would complete all of his attempted passes and the Eagles would still win the game I don't think I'd believe you uh, but 
Brock Purdy knocked out in what first second drive of the game. Um, I was saying on the uh, the previous episode, the preview to that game, that Hassan Reddick is going to be a big part of um, that whole Eagles defense and just himself being able to take over a game. And he literally did just that, knocking their starting quarterback out and had to rely on a veteran, but the guy that doesn't really play uh, too often in Josh Johnson. What is he, like a 13-year vet, 14-year vet, something like that, something crazy. Played a long time in the league, but obviously he's not going to go out of your way and get you uh, um, win a game by himself. Uh, so it was tough for the 49ers, but, you know, they still have that terrific defense out there, but the Eagles' um, defense was able to make a ton of stops, which helped the offense out, and they got up to such a, a big lead early on, it's almost like they were just – just riding the, um, riding a mellow kind of train there and just running the ball, not really doing anything too crazy on offense, not trying to risk any injuries. At one point, they actually took the starters out. Um, but obviously, the Eagles' path hasn't been anything too difficult, probably, but you know, you still got to go out there and beat the team that's put out in front of you. And they've done that all season long. So I, I don't have any, any worries about, oh, oh they didn't beat time uh prime super bowl you know you're you got to beat the teams that get there and <laughs> you know you got to beat the teams you got to beat the teams that are put in front of you in the nfl and that's what they've been doing so i don't really understand the the questioning they have a terrific offense one of the best defenses one of the best coaches i think they're they're doing every everything that they needed to do everyone just nitpicking um but they're getting the job done yeah, I agree. And obviously, I don't have experience on this subject, but I feel like if I were, <laughs> you know, if the Jets were going to the Super Bowl, I would not care who they beat. I don't care if it's the fourth string quarterback every game. I don't care if the head coach gets knocked out because a player rolls into him on the sideline and he gets <laughs> carted off the field. I don't care if the lights go out the stadium and they play in the dark. I don't care how they get there as long as they're there and they win. It matters to me. They're winning so, the games. So I'm sure that's how Eagles fans feel. I mean, who really cares? And if they win this game, you know, who, you know, the path doesn't even matter because the Chiefs are a legitimate opponent. You know, they're the strongest dynasty, I would say, in the league right now. Maybe not dynasty, but, you yeah, know, established couple of years. success yeah. over the past few years, the most consistent uh, just overall franchise in the league and the league MVP. So, um, I mean, we don't know what injuries could happen, but regardless, I mean, as you said, you got to beat the teams in front of you, and that's all the Eagles have done all season. They put themselves in this position to have these advantageous yeah. games because of how well they took care of business in the regular season, and they did mm -hmm. beat some good teams the regular season. They beat the Lions. They beat the Vikings. Uh, they beat the Cowboys in the first game. Um Mm -hmm. Packers they beat with Rodgers, Titans swept the Giants. So they do they did have good quality wins on that regular season schedule, and they earned the position they got here in the playoffs, and they've taken advantage of it. And I, I would say in addition to that too, like not only did they win these two games, but I mean they outscored their opponents. <laughs> what was it, sixteen like to fourteen or something? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. not even as if it was close, you know. The Giants are not the greatest team, but I mean, they beat it, the Vikings in the first round and they didn't even look like they belonged on the field with the Eagles. And then the Niners, you know, despite the quarterback issues, um, it's very, I would say, likely the 
Eagles probably still would have won even with a healthy mm-hmm. quarterback, considering just how different, or, you know, just how big of a gap the score was. And just looking at some of the yeah. other things the Eagles did well, even outside the Niners quarterback issues. I mean, Debo goes for negative nine yards on six runs. Uh, they hold George Kittle to three catches. And I mean, obviously quarterback affects some of those things, but just overall, on, even on offense too, they ran the ball well, uh, didn't turn the ball over, only one sack, and that was for no yards. So not a, really not a sack at all. Um, yeah, yeah, just on all cylinders, they were playing well. So even with better quarterback play from the Niners, it still felt like the Eagles were, you know, winning with their defensive line against the Niners O-line, winning with their O-line against the Niners D-line. Like you mentioned, yeah. Nick Boza shutting, his, uh, shutting him down. So they did a lot of things well, and I think they very much deserve to be here. And if they can pull off this win, there's no reason this championship is any less legitimate than any other that we've seen in recent years. No, yeah, it's – I don't know if you've been seeing it all, but on, on Twitter, like all these 49ers players are just complaining and, oh, they didn't beat us. It's They, they don't deserve it. They're going to get stomped by the Chiefs. I know uh, Brandon Ayuk's been going crazy with his, you know, legitimate uh, one catch for 10 yards that game. So let him keep going crazy on Twitter. It's just like just take the loss. Like, so what, you're – your seventh round rookie quarterback, Mr. Relevant pick, didn't play in the game. And even when he was in the game, Hassan Reddick and the whole defense was making their presence known. So, like you said, I don't think it would have really changed a whole lot, but they have made it more of a competitive game. Yeah, probably, but I still think the Eagles would have handled them, handled them just fine. Yeah. And I guess let's start looking at this game here against the Chiefs. I'm, I'm excited to watch this game just as a football fan because I really feel like you are getting the two best teams in the league this year just so much talent Mm -hmm. on both sides of the ball so many great matchups so um, what are you looking at what has your attention here as uh, maybe the most important matchup of the game Um, I think uh, the biggest thing would definitely be you know Chiefs defense isn't insanely good you know they got a couple good players. Uh, Jerry Sneed's a very solid corner out there. Nick Bolton, really good linebacker. Uh, but when you think of the Chiefs defense, obviously think of Chris Jones. Uh, absolute game marker from the D tackle position. Even lines up at the end. He moves all over the the um, D line. Um, so I'd say Chris Jones versus probably the Eagles interior offensive line because that's where he'll get his most snaps. Um, so if those three guys, Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey, Isaac Sayamalo, um, if they could handle him like they've seemed to handle <laughs> every single D tackle this season, I, I think that uh, that will be the biggest thing for both teams. Um, I think Jeff Statland, the Eagles offensive line coach, best position coach in the league, of course, uh, will have a great game plan against him. Um, so that's probably the biggest matchup just for the Eagles itself. Uh, and then, you know, you look at their offense. You can only stop Patrick Mahomes as much as you can before he makes some some random 360, no scope, behind the back, left-handed <laughs> pass for 50 yards down the field. Um, and then Travis Kelsey has been the best in the league for a long time at that. Um, I wonder how they'll they'll match up against him because you got you know TJ Edwards and then Kezier White. Um, we're solid 
coverage linebackers, but I wouldn't ask them to men up on him one-on-one every single play. So I'm interested to see if they like bring someone like CJ Gardner Johnson down, uh, maybe like third down looks to try and man up against Travis Kelsey. Um, Cause you know, CJ has got uh, that corner slot um, and safety versatility. So that's probably the biggest matchup for uh, the Eagles defense is just being able to stop 87, which probably won't be able to do too well as long as you could keep them uh, under a hundred yards or something. That's probably a good day. Yeah, he's just been so unstoppable for all these years. And you wonder just why teams are unable to stop him. Because it feels like, you know, as good of a, as talented of a player as he is, running routes, catching the ball, making plays after the catch, feels like so much of his production just comes on, you know, he's just sitting down in the middle of the field mm-hmm. and no one's really covering him. It's just great chemistry between him and Mahomes. And he's a good feel for his own coverage, just knowing where to be. So yeah, he's just the perfect all-around tight end, and he's going to be hard to stop. So we'll see if the Eagles can contain him. And speaking of tight ends, I saw a quote from Dallas Goddard earlier, and he was saying how this game is a great opportunity for him to show that he's on that level and der- deserves Goddard. to be discussed in that tier of tight end. So what do you think about him against this Chiefs defense and then also some of those other Eagle Eagles weapons uh, against that Chiefs secondary? I, I like Dallas Goddard a lot. I think um, when you look at the top tight ends, you know, obviously you got Kelsey, probably Kittle next. Um, Mark Andrews kind of had a bit of a down year, but he's he's still that elite playmaker from that tight end position. And I probably put uh, Goddard right below that, maybe like number four in the uh, tight end rankings. But he's he's a terrific run blocker. Uh, he gets open, and the, the big thing about Goddard is – he could make plays after the catch. I think before he got injured this season, he was um, leading the uh, the league, maybe even uh, for tight ends and uh, yards after contact. So he's. It, it seems like it just takes more than one guy to tackle him every time. Um, like I said, he's going up against Nick Bolton, who's a, a very good linebacker in his own right. Um, the Eagles wide receivers, you got uh, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and what seems like a, uh, a Quez Watkins, who I can't remember the last time he's, he's had a catch. It seems like he's just doing cardio out there. He's just running routes. I, I really can't remember the last time he's even been a part of the offense. Um, but I like Quez Watkins. He's, he plays a, a purpose for the team um, to open up for guys like Dallas Goddard to run those underneath routes because Quez Watkins – Basically, just takes the top off the defense. It seems all the time, um, but the uh, the Chiefs are starting like two rookie corners. They got Jalen Watson and Trent McDuffie, um, and like I said before, Legarius needs really good. Um, but I need a I need a, a big AJ Brown game. I think here. Um, well, I'm sure Legarius Sneed will follow him all around, and say AJ Brown can't get that big game, hundred plus yard game, whatever. You got a guy named Devontae Smith who seems like he's been in the big game all his career, college, probably even high school, probably in a couple state championships. And it seems Devontae Smith always um, plays increasingly well as the the magnitude of the game grows greater. I think in uh, a couple of years ago, back for Alabama against Ohio State, he had like 200 yards in the first half or something like that, some ridiculous number. Um, so that's who I'd be watching uh, for the Eagles uh, weaponry to have a big game would be 
Devontae Smith, uh, if I was a betting man. And then also the running back room, Kenny Gainwell has had a terrific uh, postseason so far. Um, so watch out for him if um, he gets on the field. He's been running like a crazy man. Um, Kenny Gainwell, Devontae Smith, going to be big parts of the Eagles offense here on Sunday. Yeah, I'm speaking of the weapons, how about the quarterback position? I'm curious what you think of Jalen Hurts going into this game because, you know, he's had an effective, efficient playoff so far, but uh, he hasn't quite been as productive or explosive as he was for most of the regular season. Mm-hmm. And the, Eagle, the Eagles didn't really need it because they were leading for most of these games. They kind of took their foot off the gas pedal late. Anyway, they even benched their starters for – some of the end of the championship game. So, um, but the numbers haven't really been there, you know, uh, passing only 275 yards and two touchdowns through the two games. And he hasn't thrown many passes. Um, mm-hmm. He's completion percentage has been pretty good, but rushing, he's got 73 rushing yards in two games. He was averaging over 50 per game in the regular season. So uh, the numbers have been down a little bit. He hasn't had to carry the team and, be the MVP candidate that he was for most of the regular season. So do you think in this game that, you know, potentially could be a higher scoring shootout against Mahomes and the chiefs? Do you think we could see the return of the Jalen hurts who was putting up, you know, some of these games where he would have you know, 250 passing two touchdowns, then he'd run for 90 or, you know, he had a 157 yard yeah. game back in screen Bay. Do you think we could see that hurts come back in this game? And do you think the Eagles need that kind of hurts? I definitely think um, Jalen Hurts will have a game like his old. It seems um, because he had that shoulder injury right towards the end of the season. And I think that's definitely affected him here lately. Maybe even some of the Eagles game planning, um, you know, when they're up ahead by a lot. They're just, oh, let's just run run the ball out, check it down. Some easy plays. Um, I remember against the 49ers, he had a big wide open touchdown to A.J. Brown that he overthrew him just by a little bit. Um, so the opportunities have been there for him. Um, but I think a guy like him that's been, you know, written out his whole entire college career almost. He's been bouncing around colleges in the NFL. They had his doubts. I even had my doubts on him last year. Um, but it always seems like there's just something about him that he just bounces back and he just laser focused. So I think I think, you know, this is the final game of the season. I think the Eagles game plan is the, the, uh, the whole playbook is open. Any play that you've ever installed from day one of training camp is on the table. And I think the Eagles are, you know, they're going to think to win this game. Jalen Hurts has to be Jalen Hurts. And I think there's going to be a lot of RPOs and a lot of design QB runs and maybe even just some QB rollouts to get him on the move. Um, you know, bring some of those linebackers up that could open for something for like Dallas Goddard or like back route to Smith or AJ Brown. So I think, the Eagles' main offensive game plan, you know, is their ground and pound bully uh, style of football. But that also a huge part of that is Jalen Hurts itself, because you know you got like say an outside linebacker or a DN that has to freeze up and watch Hurts himself. So I think that the Eagles will run a ton of RPOs and just get Hurts moving and make Hurts the focal point of beating the Chiefs. And it is interesting between the two quarterbacks here, you know, both of them aren't quite at 100%. That makes it an interesting storyline. Mm-hmm. They could be by the time this game starts with the extra week of rest. Um, there absolutely could be a 100% version of both quarterbacks, but they both do have um, some degree of question with their 
um, with their health right now because Mahomes had that injury in the Jacksonville game, which he returned, played through. Uh, then this past game seemed to be looking pretty good for the most part, but still coming off that a little bit. And Hurts, obviously, similar situation, had that injury in the regular season, but has been playing through it in the playoffs and has been solid, but definitely still could be closer to his peak form. So that'll be something that's interesting to watch in this game. Um, how about we talk yeah. about the special teams? I mean, this is the Super Bowl. Every single part of it is going to matter. Uh, so what do you think of the Eagles special teams in the playoffs so far? And is there anything in particular you're keeping an eye on with them in this game? There is. That's a great question you asked. Uh, um, I don't think actually Jake Elliott's missed a kick in his postseason career. I know he's missed an extra point against the Patriots in the Super Bowl, but like field goal wise, I think he's been perfect. Um, but the Eagles, their punter, Brett Kern, um, has been terrible in the playoffs, which is weird because he's been in the league forever. Um, but he's been atrocious because um, Aaron Sipos, who's our usual punter, had to go on IR towards the end of the season. Um, but they activated the uh, like return window for him. So that's a big thing to look at. Um, I think the Eagles would prefer to have Aaron Sipos punt instead of Brett Kern. Um, so that's a storyline to look into. I don't think they've made an announcement yet, but if, if I had to guess, I would say they uh, – They'll say Aaron Sipos will be the punter for this one. That's a that's a big thing to look at because Brett Kern has been very, very, very bad for the Eagles, and you don't want to give the um, the Chiefs short field position their uh, weapons. Um, speaking of their weapons, Miko Hardman um, is out for this one. Uh, so that's tough for the Chiefs. Um, so if the Eagles win, you know that's a fake fluke win because Miko Hardman didn't play that game. Um, but field position matters a ton in the game like this and I don't know if you saw in the Eagles 49ers game but like Brett Kern punted and they were saying it hit one of the wires that were holding the the, the sky cameras Yeah, I don't don't know if it did they didn't show a replay if it did or not but it went like 15 yards the ball it looked like it changed trajectory but they didn't say it hit anything Uh, but he's yeah he's not been good at all in the playoffs so getting the regular punter back would be a huge boost to the Eagles special team. Yeah, special teams is it feels like in Super Bowls they tend to have a pretty big impact on the game. I feel like we see big returns pretty often, missed kicks come into play. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a huge part of every game. It's just everything is more magnified in the Super Bowl, so you want to be on point with that. Um, how about the Eagles return units? How have they looked recently and what do you think the outlook is in this game the eagles i think they're um they don't really return a ton of kicks um or punts itself britain covey the punt returner doesn't seem to take back a lot of uh, punts um but it's fine because he hasn't fumbled yet um hopefully i didn't just jinx anything uh, <laughs> uh, but he hasn't he hasn't fumbled the ball yet um, and he takes a lot of big hits but he's held on to him so that's fine you know i don't need to punt return touchdown every play as long as you're not dropping the ball that's fine um boston scott has been pretty solid as a kick returner for the eagles and their coverage units have been pretty well here um towards the end of the season into the playoffs except the uh, the niners almost broke a big return out um but the eagles coverage has been has steadily improved um special teams in general steadily improved as the season's gone on, 
the field making secure tackles and not kind of just throwing their bodies at them, just letting them bounce off. Um, so the tackles and special teams have very much improved as the season's gone on. And like I said before, you don't want to let the Chiefs get a big return, bring it out to midfield or something, and give uh, Patrick Mahomes a short field to work with. Do you want to maybe get into some of the prop bets here? Some of the different odds, like some of those weird ones. I was trying to pull up some prop of them. Bets. <laughs> I know there's always I want like something the, on CBS. There's always ones about like the, the Gatorade color and the coin flip, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see. Super Bowl prop bets. Well, in this game, the, uh, the Eagles are one and a half point favorites. So that's, uh, Eagles are the favorites in this one. I think it started out two and a half. Eagles down to one and a half now. Right. I don't need to see no weird numbers from 538. Don't need to see that. All right, here we go. I got some. The wackiest uh, Super Bowl prop. Got some odds on the Gatorade color. Do you want to hear the Gatorade color odds? <laughs> oh, sure. So in the favorite spot. We have yellow at plus one sixty five. Then we have orange plus three hundred. That's what blue, I was going to say. Four hundred. I was going to say yellow. red slash pink four fifty. Clear slash water seven fifty. Purple seven fifty. None twelve hundred. Wow. I kind of like the none. None. Because none I mean, I mean, I would have to look at the history of this, but I think there could be a decent chance that there's no Gatorade shower. There, I feel, I feel that, but I think it. It usually happens. The Eagles did it in the NFC Championship games. So safe. If they win this one, I think that there's Gatorade. Poured what color out. was think... the the um the NFC Championship? Oh one. God, I don't know. NFC Championship. You gotta do your research <laughs> for this one. Here, I got a video of it. Let's see it right now. It's was Fletcher it Cox and Lane Johnson. Uh, it's yeah, yellow. It's Lane, yeah, it's it yellow. yellow. There you go. That's why it's the favorite. But. But but do they uh uh they keep the same flavor every time or is it how does that it's a good question how that works is that chosen by the Eagles is it the stadium then depends on who wins let's see have yeah. the Chiefs on a Gatorade bath do they have red because they're the Chiefs they want to stick with the theme okay I got a video from the previous Super Bowl I think it I think it was orange. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like an orange was recently. Yep. The Chiefs for orange. Oh, this is getting, this is an interesting one. I guess I, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like none for 1200. I think there's a decent chance of it, but it is such a tradition, I guess. It's pretty likely, but at 12 to 1, I kind of like that. Yeah, there's a lot of weird that. Ones, like, like, there's like the national anthem time. Oh yeah, I thought there's one about one. like what what song does <laughs> what song does Rihanna sing first? What does she start with? That's that's interesting. I feel like Rihanna hasn't made any any headlines here in many years, and she's just doing the Super Bowl. That's kind of cool. Um, I'm on some yeah. PhillyVoice.com. It says it's prop over one and a half. Kelsey Bros mentions hammer the over. There's gonna be at least twenty of those uh, even before the game starts. Yeah, the thing about like the halftime one is there is some chance for some corruption there or something because like say you're one of the people involved in 
planning the show, maybe directing it or whatever, and you kind of have an idea of what's going to happen, and you could go put some money on that and kind of play it to your <laughs> advantage. Even if you are like in on the national anthem, you know, like, like you've heard the rehearsal or you kind of know how long it's going to take. You can go smash the under some, on that. Make some free money. Yeah, there's definitely. It's kind of like, did you see the thing a couple weeks ago where there was a Reddit post that was claiming the Grizzlies were pumping up Jaron Jackson's stats at home? What? That, yeah, there was a there. Someone on Reddit made like a a study where Jaron Jackson was getting like three times as many blocks and steals at home as on the road, and they were claiming that the home scorekeeper was buffing his stats to bet on defensive player of the year. <laughs> and it was so big that the NBA responded to it. And they were like, there is no issue with any of the plays recorded. Yeah. I was going to say, that'd be really, <laughs> you just look at Jaron Jackson's home stats and he averages like four blocks at home a game on the road. He just averages like 0. 0.4, 0. 0.3. But speaking of the NBA, fast trade deadline, bunch of big trades. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. No longer with the Nets. Now it's just the MVP front runner himself, Ben Simmons, holding <laughs> down the fort down there in Brooklyn. Yeah, what a trade deadline. The West is looking interesting now. I mean, it's it's a wide open conference. Everyone's bunched up over there. I mean, Nuggets are in first and they're a great team, but they're not that kind of one seed where it's like you don't think you can go make a run and take that spot. So, I mean, Dallas and Phoenix looking very interesting now. Sacramento's in the mix over there. What a conference. It should be a crazy playoffs it's, out there. But the Western Conference is, uh, I don't even, it's like a toss-up because you got a team like, you know, the six-seeded Suns that could definitely make some noise in the playoffs. I feel like the Clippers always, always somehow mess it up. And, you know, I think... I think the two and three seeds where they're at right now, Grizzlies and Kings could definitely switch with someone like the Suns or the Mavericks. The Knicks uh, picking up Josh Hart from the Trailblazers. Interesting yeah. addition to the bench. Poor, poor uh, Matisse Thybul is no longer a sixer. I always liked him, but he's very bad on the offensive side, but very, very good on the defensive side. So I guess that's a trade-off. Um, for that, uh, Sixers right there in third place, uh, right behind the Bucks and the Celtics. How it always seems to go every year. What else is new? Then Knicks play the Sixers tonight. Knicks beat them a few days ago. Yeah, they did. Uh, Knicks trying to come for that top six, get a guaranteed spot in the first round of the playoffs. And with the Nets trading Kyrie and KD, it looks like they're probably going to drop out of that, you know, top six there. No, so, yeah least space open for the Knicks to go get a spot there. I don't know about the Knicks chances of making any sort of deep run this in this in these playoffs, but if they can draw, you know, maybe get into that four or five matchup with Cleveland or, you know, play Miami, something like that, they could maybe win a first round series, but uh, still it feels like they're a player away from being a real contender. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jalen Brunson and and uh, Julius Randle aren't totally a uh, one-two that every team wants to lead their team, but very solid players. But yeah, the Knicks. Uh, I think I think what they're going to do here, you heard it here first. They're going to trade with the Pistons, 
I'm going to take Victor. <laughs> what is that? Wambayana? Is that his name? Uh, he's a new New York Nick. You got to get first before the Three, draft the is whole, even. whole team for him. Yep. All, uh, all those uh, extra picks they got from uh, all those trades. Sell the farm. That would that's be like a, a player you'd make in 2K a couple of years yeah, back. Yeah. Just, when you could like make some – he's a creative player. He's just – what is he, like 7'3", and he's a freak athlete? I don't know. It doesn't – I don't know how yeah. a person like that even evolves. He's just going to end up on the Pistons or something. Just or the Rockets, away. too. It's one of those two. Or the Rockets. It's just riding away. Well, the Rockets have a lot of young talent, but I don't know, it just doesn't seem to work out for them for some reason. Yeah, very interesting. So a couple of big Philly sports games this weekend. Some people will be watching the football game on Sunday, but most people are closely focused on the Sixers and the Knicks. That's the biggest mm-hmm. biggest of the Philly events this weekend. Super Bowl parties are don't matter when you have Knicks Sixers parties. Yeah, that's more just like an after party for the Nick Sixers party. All the leftover food from that you have during the Super Bowl. Most of it you just, just have... focusing on, you know, Doc Rivers against Tom Thibodeau. You know, Doc Rivers. Uh, if the Sixers don't make at least the Eastern Conference Finals this year, I think Doc Rivers. I'm not gonna say like, oh, fire him because you know it's interesting, but like there needs. I don't. I don't know. This team just seems never. Never able to get out of the second round, and I don't know why. Yeah, but unfortunately, or fortunately, I should say, um, the other Philadelphia team does not have that issue, and it seems like the Eagles, when that, whenever they make the playoffs, they are able to be successful <laughs> on a good run yeah. in recent years. They have had that knack for making good runs, and that's really the difference in so many NFL teams because it's like there are so many franchises that have great players, great regular season teams, and they just don't get over the top in the playoffs. And then mm-hmm. some teams, every single time they're in, they make that run and it changes everything because you look at the Eagles over this, you know, past, um, what, seven, eight years or so, like they've only had those two great teams. Like they've had some good teams. Um, you know, they mm-hmm. made the playoffs those three times where they had nine wins, but the two great teams they had were this year in 2017 and both yeah. times they capitalized made the Super Bowl. And then there are teams like the Bills are this kind of team now. The Cowboys have long been this like kind of team. The Steelers a couple years ago. Steelers a few years ago. There, there are these teams that they have a lot of great squads in the regular season. They just never can get those playoff wins to push it into the Super Bowl. But the Eagles now have gone two for two in terms of you know capitalizing on their window with these great teams. But we'll see if they could get over the top and add another ring into the closet. It, it was a long time coming for Philly fans to get that first one. So um, a second one is second definitely, one. Uh, definitely, definitely do. I think Ooh, they're getting they me deserve, nervous. Deserve though, that. The, heart, the heart's beating. Oh no. I can't be thinking before uh, we end this episode, Michael, I got to ask you the all important prediction from the man himself. How do you think this one's going to go? This is a tough one. I've been hesitant to make any predictions or anything at this point, but um, I don't know. I feel like Kansas City's kind of more prepared. I feel like they've had the tougher road. Kind of feel like Mahomes is ready to get his second ring, but Andy the Eagles Reed. at the same time. 
Let's just say a, t- a tie. I'm going to go with a tie <laughs> for this one. Split the trophy in half. 20 overtimes just hasn't been able to. There are going to be so many overtimes that they just have to call the game. They're like, we'll resume <laughs> this next week. Sudden death. Or maybe they just go to a kickoff. Like in, or, yeah, I was, I was like, thinking that. Just some field goals keep backing up. Instead, and only offensive possible. linemen can kick the field goals. <laughs> you just alternate and the distance some, goes back five yards every some time. Random, some random Pro Bowl game. Dodgeball. <laughs> the dodgeball game to settle it. Which I did not watch at all. <laughs> I haven't watched since I was like 13 years old. It's just so dope. They thought I'd be interested because of those weird games, but somehow it makes it less interesting, <laughs> I think. But um, <laughs> I don't want right. to watch a quarterback throw at targets. Yeah, in front of no fans. I think that was it's just it's just it's, just, it's very weird. <laughs> All right, so I'm I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to go with the Chiefs. Thirty uh, to twenty-eight. Oh no, thirty to twenty-eight. He did it. But you don't you don't um, have to make a prediction. That's yeah, I was gonna say I don't think I your can responsibility make here. This is. In a circumstance where it's not not required, but um, what a game! This should be a fun one. Let's hope for some good football, good commercials. I guess. <laughs> Funny sure. commercials. They've been going downhill recently, but yeah, maybe it could be a bounce back year. Good one. We'll be back wow. next week for a Super Bowl recap. Hopefully, in in great spirits. I'm rooting for the Eagles, though. I'm rooting for the Eagles. Let's go, baby. We'll see you all next week.